Nobody be here to be like, you all you had to upset them. You all you had to do, Nuna. You all you had to upset Paul and Barry, let him see in your jam jam. Oh, boy, you swear. Oh, Paul, he's in the height of it. Yeah, look. How do I get dragged into these conversations? What's the dog? At least you could have wore a pair of sexy with your hair. I knew he was coming. Huh? I knew he was coming. They're your shorts, Nuna. I think we'll get him to come over and give him the key. They're your shorts. It's eight o'clock on a cold February morning, and Fatima Mansions is on the move. Ma'am? <laughs> what, Eddie? <laughs> <Where are you? laughs> Do you want to go fourth or second or fourth or fourth or fifth or sixth? Did I get the chips? I see what way you got me on. Are you the hand you're here? And Anne and her son Glenn and her 65 boxes are wrapped up and ready to go. They start on Monday morning, there were seven moves Monday, seven Tuesday, seven Wednesday, no, they're out the back window. Seven today, four tomorrow. Oh my God. What is in your boxes? <coughs> All my stuff. Your whole life. My whole life oh is in them boxes. Oh my God. How many years have you oh. been living in Fatima again? All my life. All your life. I'm not telling you how long. I'm not telling you my age. <laughs> oh, I told you I was actually born in the flat upstairs. Remember I told you? Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm. Well, how old are you? 29. She's very young, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. Do you want to 69. No, yeah. I let me heat in an old one now, so. Oh, did you? Yeah. Because see, we're on the gas carts. So oh, I said, I'm not nice. buying, and then walking out and leaving myself. So when did you gas run out? I ran this morning. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Had a time to well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that means to be before I off the truck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. Don't have to wait till five o'clock. No. Are you excited? Yeah. Mm. How long have you been living here? Ten years. Ten years. Nearly, what? Nearly eleven. What's the best thing about going into the house? Because uh, you get a back garden and a, a what's it called? An attic. An attic? Oh, yeah. Why? What can you put in the attic? All your Christmas stuff and all that you're not using. Because you don't have anywhere to put it here? No. Hmm. As I look around at all the boxes, I say, where did I get the room for all that yeah, stuff? Yeah. It's amazing, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. <laughs> I was nearly crying yesterday. I kept running out, you know, I'm not, not doing any more, not doing any more. <laughs> and my sister came over to help me. Oh, so. did she, yeah. yeah, so she'll be over this morning as well to oh, give me a she, hand, yeah. yeah. Have you seen your back garden yet? No. No, he hasn't seen the house at all. Only the from house, the outside, no. haven't he? From the corner. What do you think? It looks I nice. saw it for you. Yeah, and that was on, remember the day I went over, took pictures. Oh, yeah, yeah. You see now. Yeah. Other than that, he hasn't been in near. So are you going to be sad? Then? No, I don't know. Uh, last night now I was, but I couldn't sleep. I kept getting up out of bed, and, coughing, and I ended coughing. coughing and coughing. I ended up coughing that much. I ended up getting sick and everything. <laughs> I was sitting there at four o'clock this morning watching some stupid game show on the telly. <laughs> couldn't go to sleep. So you were excited then. Yeah. yeah. I think when they start taking me stuff now, exactly. really hitting then, you know. 
So we sit there now. She probably saw a bunch of comes over now. Oh really? She, yeah. Why? Where? Where is she living at? She doesn't fingless. But she loves over here, you know. And she should. Last night she's gone. Be the last time I've walked down these stairs in the night, and you know, because I think it's fact that my ma lived here as well. We were all born Mom here, you know. Me I'm a child. I have to move me back for you. <laughs> so it, that's. Ma, can I put this off on my bed? Yeah, you can put it where you want. My suitcase, Rachel. Oh, yeah. I kept saying about my suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when many blocks is it? Fifteen. Fifteen blocks. blocks. It's originally fifteen blocks. Originally well, fifteen blocks, and mm-hmm. how to describe it? Just fifteen blocks, and some of the blocks had twenty-six flats, and the blocks some of them had twenty-eight. Three bankers. Three bankers. Three stories. Three, yeah. mm. um, no game. <laughs> fifteen blocks. There was, there was originally fifteen, 15 blocks. blocks. Then, then, then they would have knocked N for the football pitch. Yeah. So look, if you're coming in off the loo, well, the canal, as we it's call it, we know it by the canal, you'd have five on one side, yeah. four, you'd have four, four here. Six, six here. on this side. Six in the middle. In the middle. Mm-hmm. And then over the far side, you would have one block standing on its own, and then, you'd have and then two. two. Train them walking down for the football yeah. pitch. Oh, yeah. And then in the heart of the in the heart of the flat complex, when it was built, there was you know where where we talking to you t- today, there was a, n- a number of shops. Yeah. So yeah, there were yeah, fair few shops. shops yeah. So in terms of what those shops were around, there was yeah, there was a coach. There was a coach shop. There was a butchers. Coach grocery. Grocery shop. There was we had a chipper. Chipper. Yeah. That yeah. the chipper would have been at the yeah, end. Yeah. Down the, there, where the statue. Where the statue was, originally was. There was a chipper. Oh, um, Cusick stairs. Like no shop on the other side. Yeah, yeah. So that's where everything. everything. We had chemists. Chemists, chemists yeah. over there. We had everything. Just in terms of the new development, um, there's there's two hundred and twenty social and public uh, housing units. There's three hundred. There's three hundred and um, three hundred ninety five private apartments. There's going to be retail shops. There's going to be. Uh, a purpose-built neighbourhood facility, which which mentioned terms of house all the key community projects, terms of uh, digital centres, um, education training projects, employment uh, uh, opportunity spaces, mm-hmm. as well as there's going to be some retail uh, space to be five hundred square metres of retail community enterprise space. There'll be a purpose-built crash that will house hold up to seventy-five children. Um, so. And what the main feature will obviously be the whole physical layout of the plan, which will promote, you know, physical, in terms of the physical plan, will promote uh, social integration, um, which will be a key feature. So, um, what's the biggest thing about moving now? Where are you like, what do you have to get used to? Upstairs, because I never had an upstairs, so my nerves probably be gone. I'll hear the noise upstairs, and I've said, what's that? <laughs> I'll probably, I'll probably be cleaning downstairs and forget I have an upstairs. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like getting used to the different sounds and all that, you know, so. And I'm glad there's nobody over us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Do you think you'll be able to sleep then tonight? I'd say I'll sleep tonight now because I'll probably be exhausted. Yeah. Tomorrow night now, I don't know. That's what I said. It'd be the first time I'll have credit in my phone all the time. <laughs> I got it Oh, what's that? There's an eyes. What's that? We're ringing people, there's somebody on me back in. <laughs>
It is a big difference, though. Yes. Uh, yeah. Now, a block of flats was knocked down. What block was that? N. And was knocked down in the mid 80s as part of a refurbishment program here. And um, that refurbishment program, um, will, you know, created a, a great sense of optimism and hope. Um, it quickly failed. Um, in as much as that there was no social infrastructure put in to, you know, to deal with the, the chronic social problems that that prevailed at that particular time. Um, the block of flats that was knocked down was was highly problematic. Uh, yeah. It would be fair to say there was a significant concentration of. Uh, criminal activity, um, um, because reality speaking, the drug situation didn't really get a grip on this community until the mid nineteen eighties. Um, criminality was was went hand in hand with poverty from the early nineteen seventies. But uh, reality speaking, nineteen ninety five, what happened was a group of concerned individuals with support of of community groups and Rialto came together to make sense of the madness. And um, it was on that basis that they had four key objectives, which was to get jobs, employment opportunities, get treatment centres and stuff like that. And that happened. That was really positive. So what I'm saying is, that was the beginning of it. And then in 1997, there was a big Halloween event here. And a lot of people would say that was the turning point. And then people got involved. They did. It's been running summer projects and it's been involved in the educational projects. So I mean, they can only speak themselves. But that was the beginning of, of something different. But relatively speaking, it's only in the last three years, I think, that people are actually beginning to see the physical changes. Mm. Because we lost a lot of people along the way in terms of they couldn't wait any longer. Like, you didn't believe it was going to happen. Didn't believe yeah. it happened. But what, at least what happened was with the community service in terms of employment, education type initiatives, they did they did create a space where when Anne and Deirdre are probably diehards and never leave this community, it did create a space where people who were probably undecided, almost the undecided voters, <laughs> instead. Yeah. And that was really important because now people have a vested interest in, in wanting to stay and make it work. It doesn't mean that everything's going to be rosy in the garden yeah, in five yeah. years' time, but it does create a, a, a community that wants to stay and wants to be here and, and, and to live together. So relatively speaking, it's been 10 years, but in the last three years, things have been really moving with the demolition and the refurbishment, I mean, the demolition and the, the handover of new houses. I mean, the quality of the houses and the sense of hope mm. is now, you know, it's, it's palpable, like. The whole community is still staying together, so. Yeah, yeah. But you don't have the balconies, though. No. Yeah. Probably miss me balcony, <laughs> hanging over. I suppose you can hang out the windows. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? Yeah. Hanging yeah. over the balcony. It'd be weird walking out of your hall door, no balcony there. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get used to it. Do you think? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hello. Um, they're across the road. They're doing me next. They're doing the front across the road for me now. Yeah, Rachel <laughs> from RTE. <laughs> right, so I'll see you in a few minutes. Right, see you in a few minutes. Right, bye, 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 bye. My sister, she's stuck in Finglas. She said, I'm oh, sitting here, we're going nowhere to traffic. So, what was your first date that you were given? Uh, that, I think that was 2nd of, uh, 2nd of November. And what happened? 
Do you ride them ready? So there was no way they could move us in. Then the guy was there. I think I was to move on the 16th of December. And then remember the ESB and that wasn't ready. So we got put back again till today. And I was up to yesterday, I kept saying, are you going to tell me I'm not going? Because <laughs> I even said to Mary, I said, now tell me now if, I'm not, if it's not going to be ready. Do you think you won't believe it till they come up here? I know, now I know because like the other one, even on Monday I said, well, I definitely know that I'll move on. <laughs> yeah. So. But still, you know, the way it's the thing, I bet there's something wrong with mine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you wouldn't want to be getting disappointed, yeah. like, so it's, yeah. yeah. I tell you, I'd say, I'll move in, you can walk around me. <laughs> I suppose to the average listener, when they hear about Fanamar and places like that, they always think of poverty and drugs and crime. But I can tell you, like, if you're young and you're 18 and 19, you tell you it's a great bit of crack. And that may sound hard for people to understand who, you know, can see only negatives. Yeah, like we, even there was only had a conversation last week yeah. about coming through here at 3 o'clock in the morning, it wouldn't, um, it wouldn't bother me walking through here at 3. Maybe that's because I know everybody here anyway, you know what I mean? But I always felt safe. I always felt if anyone was at their doors or anything, you could... I mean, you still leave them. Um, I still leave my door open. Because it's the people that are beside as well, you know? <laughs> I just want just... As I said, it's the people and it's the closeness in, in everybody in here. Like, everybody looks out for each other. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I mean we are. We were talking, we were talking about a particular time. Yeah. No, I think it's part of... The 80s was, was, was grim. The 90s was grim as much as well. There was... Well, there was the economy was um, beginning to take off, and as much as the Celtic toil and all the opportunities that that, that presented, like Father Man, the nineties was as, was bad as it was in the eighties. But over the last ten years, it'd be fair to say, you know, yeah. even now there's a big waiting list for people to come back and live in here. These offices are constantly pounding in, in terms of people who both in terms of the affordable housing scheme, um, or come back to live yeah. here. Now, I think that's a testament to the hard work that, that all of us have been involved in and all the various partners, including the council and yeah. um, and the, 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 the guards and public representatives as such. Um, so, I mean, I think it's, it was a, it's a bleak time, but there are smaller... There are, obviously, the population has dwindled and dropped, and that's a reality. Um, I mean, people who came to live here, um, you know... They came here because in terms of opportunity, local authority house, very limited numbers. So it's usually a dumping ground thing yeah. people would say, wouldn't it be? Yeah. So if you look at you look at now the likes of the Anns and Deirdre and people like that, people would never um like Deirdre, the flats are gonna be in fall around Deirdre and Anne and people like that. A die hearts they'd never live. And people find that hard to understand. But that's that's a reality that's yeah. a reality of, of, of people are growing because it's a brilliant location, brilliant people, you know, safe. <laughs> Are you leaving your kettle? No, God, that's oh, my old one. I have my new one packed, so I'm taking that. So when we get over, so when we get over, we'll be able to have a cup of tea while I'm waiting on the stuff to come over. That's why I didn't pack my tea bags out, and I said, oh, I'll have to leave them out. Why <laughs> you shouldn't have packed your toaster? Why? Because then you can make someone a toasty. <laughs> this is um actually his third flat to live in. Really? Yeah, because. When I had Glen Forest, I lived in J- I, got, I lived in J Block. Then I moved from J over to R, and then I came back to H where I originally came from. Why did you so move to R? Sorry. Why did you move to R? Why? Yeah. Because there was an awful lot of um, 
drug dealing all going on in these two blocks at the time. So I moved over to Ireland. Then I, when I moved over to Ireland, my mother moved out. She moved up to Crumlin. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And where did she move? Just it, it, she just, like, she was fed up in the flats and all that, but she should have never moved. She was too old moving. She was yeah. 70 when she moved. And Hilma! Yeah, nanny. Why was she <coughs> lonely up in Crumlin? Yeah, she was very lonely when really? she moved up then, yeah. Mm. She couldn't get used because she never lived in a house either and she couldn't get used to it, you know, so. Really? Mm. Why, was it too big or? No, she found it fairly lonely because she used to be able to come out on the balcony or, and then she just called down the block and when the kids were in the shop for her, she felt like she was, she felt as if she was in the middle of nowhere and she was only up the road. Yeah. You know? yeah. She was saying she doesn't see anybody. She kept saying, I have a six foot wall in front of me, I have a six foot wall behind me, I might as well be locked up. <laughs> Feels as if I'm in prison. <laughs> I suppose I got a bit frightened when the, the drugs, because when I started having kids, and I was, um, because I would have been born over one part of the flats, but I raised my kids over another part. But it only really started to bother me then when the kids started growing up, you were getting nervous and frightened. That's where I come from. It was mad because I used to, I wouldn't let them come over this side, and this is where I was born. But it was because there were so many things happening over here, there was an awful lot of strangers coming in and out that you wouldn't know. Do you know what I mean? It would have been H and J was very bad at that time, and then just all stand out with the shops and all. I actually I lived in J yeah. block at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it's the drugs were there, and it's very bad. Like, mm-hmm. how did it? What did you think about it then? Did did you did you notice it? Yeah, mm-hmm. said not to. <laughs> that's sitting on like, the stairs. Yeah, sitting on the stairs and having to get past. Like people you knew, you could say to them, "Do you move out of the way?" And they'd move, but the ones you didn't, that's when you'd become frightened, you know. Asked them to move and he wouldn't move for you, you know. Heroin, heroin yeah. was the was the was was a drug that was didn't just devastate Falmar, devastated other areas, um, other flat complexes in the inner city, um, parents, and we all in terms of us growing up here, um, you either, you either got sucked into the drugs culture or you didn't. Relatively speaking, um, like everyone's and stuff we played, but you were plenty to go on the voluntary youth clubs playing football, having a bit of crack, yeah. doing what. Teenagers did at that particular time, but obviously you know you leave school at fifteen or sixteen, you get a job. Some of us didn't. I don't know what happened to you. <laughs> she was up to Dover. <laughs> that was Anne. That was up to Dover. <laughs> no, but some people. And you should know it was yours. <laughs> <laughs> we grew up together and. We grew up in terms of hung around local clubs and stuff. We were all 15, 16. Like, and none of our parents, I mean, none of our parents knew what, what, what drugs. I mean, generally, you know, if you, if you, if you lived around here, you generally got a job in the construction streets. That was, yeah. your, that was your lot of reasons. That's own factor for, yeah. for women. All of your family, my family worked yeah. in, 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 in those families. Jack Tewies and what was the other one down in... Um, Beltrams. Pa- no, Patrick's, Patrick's Park. That was... Um, Glen Abbey, was it? Glen Abbey. Glen Abbey. So, so in terms of the gender, it was that's that's the way the scheme of things was. There'd be a lot of the women working James's hospitals. Yeah. See, there was an all the what maybe areas the outside world there. What went down here was very normal. Yeah. Like it's it's where you live. It's what you what you value. What you it's your basically your culture. Yeah. So like what may seem fairly alien or extreme to the outside world in terms of what goes on here would be perfectly normal. Mm. Um. Now it, it might. When I got to the stage when it became, you know, when I was there was the concentration of of of, you know, heroin that mm-hmm. became a problem as much as what was the fabric of walking, staying together, 
we can't, you know, you begin to lose that in some ways. But generally speaking, as we said earlier on, if you're a younger person, we were all grown up. It was a bit of crack. I know that sounds wild, but it was it was exciting. Yeah. You'd see, like, there used to be community meetings in in in, in Rialto. <laughs> I'm used to go <coughs> used to go around and stand at the back of the hall and we go. Just know. It was getting thrown out of <laughs> And it was great learning in that. Like for, yeah. for, for me, certainly as growing up, I never thought I'd be doing community work and, you know. But in terms of how that all happened and, and how how the state, particularly, you know, the broadcast broadcast were communicated and um, what was going on in the mid eighties in relation to concerned parents and misrepresenting yeah. the that, that particular movement and as much as saying it was infiltrated, which was really nonsense. Um, my mother could be considered as a paramilitary, <laughs> but certainly um, they were already mothers and fathers um, were trying mm. their best to sort to help us. But when I was growing up, as I said, in Deirdre and others, we didn't have. Um, it was it was it was it was it was great. It was exciting. It was you know this was a bit of crack, but to some degree opportunities weren't really there. Yeah. I mean, you know, I got your job in the building, so. I, or, or you got your, your sister got a job in the factory. Yeah. Those obviously those opportunities began to to dry up. Yeah. So you either emigrated, as I said, to Jersey, or you, you know you played football and, and did bits and pieces. I made a few quid and stayed in the scratch and had a few quid and got boy. And that's that's what happened. <laughs> well, I never said in the scratch and had a few quid. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's what happened. And I mean, services made a difference in in the in the, in the mid eighties coming in. I mean, the new project in Rialto has been going since 1981. Yeah. I got involved in um, when Ronald Reagan came here, which would mean probably 1986. I know when the whole, you know, everything was great in Ireland. He was coming down to see leprechauns down the Limerick River where he went. Um, <laughs> Should have just come off the plate, mate. We'll see him. So, like, I mean, the perception of Ireland in, in, in the 80s to in America and all yeah. that was, was obviously clouded by heroin and, and the problems that existed in this, in this particular community. So, to be honest with you, um, you know, things have radically changed. Change, Ireland yeah. has changed. I mean, Attitudes Ireland has changed. Change, Attitudes yeah. have changed. There's more opportunities there, but there's no getting away from the fact that there's where the population here has dropped regrettably. So people have moved on, and people, have, you know, bar houses over here. Relatively speaking, the people, the ones who've stayed here, I believe that with the level of resources and efforts that are going in here, we can break. We can break the long-term cycle of unemployment and and dependency on on, on you know welfare and, and, and drug use. I really yeah. believe we can do that. And was there a caretaker here when you were growing up? Yeah. yeah. They, used to, they used to live here in one of the hills. Yeah, well, Mr. Dell. Mr. Dell, remember? Yeah. yeah. We, like, if you cut your trunk paper on the ground around, I'll tell you, you're here. <laughs> your man, Mark's yeah. up. Like, he, he really kept a close eye on you. There was a kind of stronger state management approach, wasn't yeah. there? Like, you know, between him and them. Um, I think it was the personality as well, because yeah. he was really strict. Yeah. You know, really, and then he'd be dying to get over these points as well. Everyone, yeah, fit. He'd make a show of you actually if you yeah. put paper on the ground, like he'd make a show of you in front of everybody. Yeah. So then you just afraid your life is yours. Yeah. Or then he'd bring up your mother. Yeah. You know? And what would she do? Just let clout around the year. <laughs> <laughs> but like the women in them days took really proud yeah. of the, like, you know, washing the stairs, stairs and everything, the you know what I mean? Do you remember the Granny Roach? Do you remember the Granny Roach? Oh, man, Roach. Yeah. yeah. Like his, his mother, she used to always go out for a few drinks on a Saturday afternoon, wouldn't mm. And then she'd come home from the pub and she'd yeah, make a big, big pot, pot of colour. 
and a big pot of ribs. Yeah. So then all the men and women, co- men coming in that night from the pub, she'd be standing out at the shop. So all the men, you know, the like town blockers, now they'd stand oh, yeah, She'd yeah. bring them out a bowl of ribs or a bowl of cuddles. Yeah. They wouldn't say it was gas. Every Saturday night she'd done that. Sunday morning, a bowl of cuddle. Oh no, she sent a bowl. Like, she always sent a little small bowl of cuddle over to the men with the hangovers. Yeah, Sunday morning. She always sent that over. She'd look in the block and she'd say, "Who's out the latest last night?" <laughs> <laughs> you come in singing. Yeah. And who was she? The Granny Roach oh, week, as we know her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she's not dead. Like, dead at all, isn't she? Our son is still actually here. She was a real that like, wasn't she? When she yeah, when she, she was a away. real age. Yeah. She was a lovely woman, she was. Yeah. There's a good lot of good over there, wasn't there? Yeah. yeah. Miss Maloney and Miss Duff. Yeah. Well, these are all large families. Like, yeah. we're, we're living here, like, so... Yeah. Probably looked out for one another. Yeah. 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 Well, it was near where people were coming from. People were coming from, from... A lot of people came here from tenements and stuff. Yeah. So, like, you know... It's you know, in terms of the their own front door and toilets and stuff like that. Mm. I don't know why they never put heat in it. Still in, and yeah, in, in mid eighties I can't understand why central heat wasn't put into into the flats. Mm. Like, at the I mean, six and a half million, a lot of money. Because the I mean, Cause actually that's what we asked for as well, yeah. was the central heat. The dark I mean, because there was a big problem here in over the yeah. last couple of years. Oh, I don't yeah. think we could I don't think whether people would have I mean if people had said they wanted the flats to Stay when the survey was from mm. 1998. Like the main factor was ill health, dampness, dampness yeah. um, chronic chronic illness. I was all I was all connected to living conditions. Yeah. Um, it was been over the flat. I lived over there. Remember, the upstairs, like the wardrobe. If you opened the wardrobe, it was all green. Yeah. Mouldy stuff on it. I tried to put wallpaper on your stairs. Remember, kept yeah. falling back down on top yeah. of us. It was particularly bad at the gable ends, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, that's what I was at the gable. Yeah. Was, remember there was wallpaper for yeah. one day and it was grand. Went down the next, went down the next morning. Yeah. The floors were grand. You'd hang your clothes, the walls were all green, stuff all over your clothes yeah. and everything. But that house was always very damp. Because yeah. yeah. I remember going over and seeing that refurbished. Remember they'd done the refurbished flat up to show the residents what to do. Do you remember yeah. that under the arch? Yeah. And you could go over as a show flat. Yeah. And everyone was going to come back and go, oh, this is no heat in because like, everybody was expecting central heating. Yeah. But then, what did they say at the time? It was too, um... It was too expensive, wasn't it? Was too, it was too much again. They dig up yeah. the yeah. the floorboards and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's mad. The people who came to live here in the... <laughs> I say in the 90s, when, when it really wasn't a place to, where people wanted to come by choice. It really was your last choice on the on the housing list. Over the last couple of years, the work that people have been doing here is, you know... We've come into access, you know, the people like that who wouldn't be a fatty man rights, as yeah. you'd say, like. But basically, uh, like, yous have come into contact with those people, and now it's like they were all on talking terms. Because yeah. a lot of people yeah. came to live here wouldn't have the same. They're not born and reared here. There's not the same feeling. But there is that sense of change, I believe. Now, yeah, now we, you know what I mean? I think they, when we used to be saying about, uh, you know, fighting my years ago, like, they, it's, you couldn't get it through to them. Do you know what I mean? And we're saying, and, but now you can see the change, that you know that it is a community. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> what? Glenn, you'll have to move the bike out of the way, put it back up here. Glenn, you have to, because they're bringing the boxes past. Watch, Rachel. Good. 
through next week. Oh, we'll have to have to make that um, deep fat fry. Yeah, whatever you want. Everything gone? Yeah, the sofa is not. Sofa is not. Yeah. Fine job. And I just want to put this in here because my sister's taking some of this stuff. Oh, in our care. Told you, Ben. Tell <laughs> yourself, pussy. Oh, Ben, do us a favour. You know you're getting in. You're doing a favour. Oh, shit, is it? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's an envelope, Ben. Oh, yeah. Why don't you lift it then? No. No. Is it PlayStation? Is it? I'll be not home. You'll be your age. I have to ask one of them to. What? I don't know how to do that, so I'm going to get one of them to do it from. Are you carrying that down? Yeah, I'm really downstairs. Right, goodbye. Ben. Yeah. Look, what's wrong with you? Is that heavy, Ben? Well, you have to, but how much for us, haven't you, is it? What? Full of books. I hang on, you messing with you. Yeah, we're on our way now, Rachel. <laughs> wow, how do you feel? Oh, really? <laughs> Find me gloves. <laughs> Don't keep looking at me. <laughs> oh, you're sentimental here in a minute. <laughs> Me life gone. New life. That's it. New beginning. You okay, honey? Grant, that's me, the sister. Grant. At last, are you yeah, excited? Yeah. Oh, stop. Oh. Get my DFAT fryer there for me, but you took everything out. And where's, that's the, where's the robot? They took it. And did you take the wires? The lock wires for the curtains? Yeah. Yeah, you got them off. Yeah, That's yours, yeah? Yeah. Finish down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have a pack. Do you know what? I, the lights were blinking on the stairs last night. I said to her, They're saying goodbye to the blocks. She's looking at me as much as to say. Um, two yeah. bikes outside. What? Two bikes outside. Oh, Jesus, yeah. The two bikes, Sam. Yeah, I got them down. What? Yeah, finish. All right, right. <laughs> yeah. Me tools. Have to get me tool box. Only a few boxes. How we doing? That's me. What? He's not going to be crying. No. I was nearly getting to you. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, only that. Only that.
So really, I mean, to be very honest, which is is a very the housing types. As I said, there's a combination of traditional type housing front and back gardens and stuff which is relatively speaking significant in terms of the, the whole housing policy shift in, in, in the city um, there's large two bedroom apartments there's no one bedroom public apartments public units in, in, in the site um, so the physical place is going to really transfer trans, transform in terms of you know a- access um, there's going to be pedestrianisation of, of parts of it particularly where the shops there's an open uh, public plaza where we hope to have civic events you know, that will promote um, again, usage of the, of the of the facility. So all in all, I mean, think, roughly speaking, the design is of really good standard. We had our own architectural um, and planning team that advised us throughout the whole um, negotiation and planning um, stages, and I think they did a great job. As much as what we set out a number of years ago in terms of our vision, which was essentially about creating excellence, I think we've we've managed that. <laughs> Oh, you didn't put any cigarettes out on my floor? No smoking in my house. Is the smoking allowed? Of course there's smoking allowed. I smoke myself. I don't mind, I can watch them again. Have a mop and a bucket. Do forget me, mop. Welcome to my cul-de-sac. Welcome to my cul-de-sac. Yeah, sure. I have. Um, Actually, you can see they're only yeah, after mopping. I it. have what you call it. Have cloths to pull up. It's so oh, do you? Down, yeah. grand. That's your guess. Is it working? It's working. It's grand. That's grand. We'll hey, you... Dorothy, you gone shop? Come <laughs> <laughs> here. Model of excellence. International model of excellence. International model of excellence. So that's the physical. Uh, Joe's going to be shown the Japanese around. Yeah, yeah we always Tours. said, uh, funny enough, now years ago when Finn Barfoot was the chairman of the board, uh, independent chairman, he came to meet us. Um, we, we had this kind of uh, group of local people came and, and visualised and imagined what the new fan would be. So there's always that like, joke about that we'd have Japanese uh, visitors come over and, and see what the ex- what this site looks like. But that's connected to. That, that story, so they were getting off the loose. What was that? Julie's story. Do you remember that one? That's the one. Yeah. Julie's story, story, which is... is actually, know. someone wrote it about 
the future of when the hell is now. Julie's story describes the vision right. about that What's story. Like the Lewis going to the new tier, they're going to see Joxas swinging out with the uh, Bill trampoline. So I might think we've we've stayed firm to that particular story, yeah. um, but it's, it's really it's about vision, vision the future, yeah. and dreaming. Forty people up here last week in the north. Oh, oh yes. In their homes again. Yes. <laughs> there's directors, regular visitors. Now we haven't got the Japanese ones yet, yeah. but there's been we've had Krauss and Moiros and Sligo. Oh. We've I mean there's a regular Greek <laughs> Oh yeah. And there's also I mean there's a crowd that come from uh, England all the time, students, and they regularly come here from um the the the, the, the college is an urban regeneration, the first degree course in, in England and they're regular here. But what does be great crack is the two uh tutors they come over and every year it's nearly for their their benefit that they have so many questions and and every year there's a different mm. slant. Oh, did you get that this year? No, we got that. Well, the last year we had to secure the social investment. We have to do this. We have to do this. And every year there's progression. But yeah, I mean, as I said, the the facilities are second to none. The whole openness of it in terms of green space. And one of the squares actually is um, it's going to be called the plaza. It's going to be called Brown, Brown Square. Brown Square, and Brown Square is actually named after. A, a, a chap here who who's, who who was born and raised here. He lived in 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 B block, the A block of B block. He lived in one of no, the flats. Um, G block. G block. G block. And he was the, he was the first um Irish UN soldier to die on duty in the Congo, and the residents here felt um it would be a really nice gesture that the plaza would be named after after that after Carbo Brown. So there's still a bit of renaming. There's still a bit a bit of reorientating to be done. But I do think, you know, with the levels of shops, activities, services, you know, and there's great opportunities in terms of the retail. Like there's 500 square metres of retail space that, that this community has part of the arrangement. Now that we could do, you know, in terms of look at how that might be done, whether it's just, you know, training people to run their own business, whether that's a good use of resources or whether we create a, a property company that might, you know, think more long-term strategy in the context of sustainability will it be yeah. the best place to live is the critical question in 20 years time yeah yeah my, my view of it is it'd be the it'd be the most successful just, try this way, just watch this space <laughs> well i do actually believe it would be the most the, the most successful regenerated um inner city development um of its time that's my personal belief in it. But I do but think with the kids though as well that's coming up. Do you know what I mean? The kids that's coming up now, they have the same attitude towards living here as what we yeah. would have had growing up. So that is a good thing like coming the, out of the kids. I think come back in 20 years and we do an interview with them because we'd still be here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you'd only be 48. <laughs> <laughs> 45 too. 45. <laughs> <laughs>